We got him. Let's go to Cancun. When this thing goes to court and trial, I have one shot and one opportunity to be not guilty or I go to prison in death row. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reality of it. We have busted alibis. We have caught people in lies. This is just insane because everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else. You just don't hear every day walking in somebody's house, they're going to take the plastic out and pop somebody. So he could get the execution date pretty much any day? Yeah. There's no impediment. This is Cousins by Blood. Episode 9. Let's go to Cancun. This episode will chronicle the last of the jailhouse tapes and Sylvia and Penny's accounts of Ivan's court-appointed attorneys and trial in 2001. Last episode, Ivan had found out that his mom, Sylvia, could not meet Amy Betcher's stepdad, Mr. Kramer, when he came to town to move out Amy's things from the apartment. Ivan said that there were Dallas Cowboy tickets on the fridge, and when Sylvia entered, they were missing. This led Ivan to believe whoever was in the apartment planting the evidence must have taken the tickets off the fridge. We continue with the jailhouse tapes. Today is the 30th of November. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. What does that day mean? Well, I just want you to know what day it is. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you know what day it is anymore. We're coming up on the last month of the year now. Yeah. Tomorrow is December the 1st. Uh-huh. Oh, dandy. No, I don't mean to be shitty this morning. No, I, I don't take it that way, Ivan. No one's going to work on this like we would, you know? Same thing with those, I mean... I don't he's trying to be an asshole, but just knowing that he was coming to town yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, we should have had someone there camping at the house waiting for him to get there. Because now we don't know if he went through the doors and he took them, and whoever was in the apartment while I was out of town was at that game. All right. Or, or, or knows somebody that was at that game. All right. I mean, it, one simple thing. And then, now what we don't know is what if those, what if, what we don't know is what if Mr. Kramer pulled those off the fridge and stuck them in a drawer at the house? I mean, were you able to go through all the drawers there in the kitchen? No, I didn't. We only had about 30 minutes. The manager had to pick up her child. I know the manager had to pick up her child, and I'm glad the child was important to her. But my life is fake here, and you guys are my only hope. You know, let's say if those tickets were missing, and we were supposed to, and we were to go talk to the head security at that fucking stadium and look at those, those seats. I mean, what if, you know? Got, we don't even know what seat, seat numbers they were because Ashley hasn't returned the call. Ashley was Smiley's girlfriend, and she sold Ivan the cowboy tickets. I know, but that is a major important link. Since she hasn't returned the call, so if she never calls back, fuck it. No. I mean, get it. I mean, come on. If she knows those seats, you know, what if we were able to, what if you were able to talk to the stadium and say, hey, can you pull these seats up this day? And him go, yeah. Pulls it up and look who's there. Carlos eating a hot dog. That's a big, that, 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 that releases and opens these doors or, or plays a big part of it. That's why I'm frustrated, because it's little things like that. Well, we help. don't. And you're, you're just, well, if it happens, it happens. I need, I mean, I need your help, Mom. And we're getting mowed down right now. 
we're getting bulldozed around by everybody else. You know why? Because nobody gives a shit, and their you know their life isn't at stake here. Mine is. You know what? I can't do anything about it here. Hold I rely on. on you guys, and you guys are getting mowed down out there. I'm gonna put you on speaker so Penny can hear. All right. Okay. Penny, you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, what I'm just trying to express this morning is there's so many little things that can open up these doors for me that are a lot cheaper than 200000 yeah. and I really, really need y'all's help, and I need y'all to stay on it. I know y'all are doing the best you can, but if y'all want to know how I live, go lock yourself in the bathroom for three weeks and light a candle. I know, honey. When you want to hear noise, bang on the tub, because that's what I live in every day. I know. So when I, when yeah, I, know I hear something, or I tell y'all something, or I have an idea, like about those damn tickets, I know Ashley hasn't called back. That's been a freaking week. If she, you know, if, I mean, if she hasn't called back. We need, well, she, we didn't, or we didn't. If she doesn't call back, you call somebody that knows her apartment number and where she lives. Then you go to her house every day till you get her. The reason is, is because she knows those seat assignments. And if, Isn't she a teacher? Yeah, so we know she's at home at night. So where does she teach? Well, are we going to get on it or not? Well, does it really matter? She she can't leave if I go to the damn school. No, but they might be able to pull her out for a second so you can get her attention and say, hey, you gave Ivan these tickets. He bought them from you. When doing so, aren't, are they your season tickets, or do you know where you got them? So once we get those seat assignments... Well, you know, we could tell the officer, we could tell... No, no, don't tell the officer nothing. Okay. Everybody's dropping the ball here. You know, quit, quit leaving it in somebody else's court. Don't be telling Al. Don't be telling nobody. No, I need you guys to do this because this opens up doors for me. Instead of us waiting and praying and having faith. No, my faith is in you guys. God can't run around town and hook this up. It's got to be you. See, Ivan, there's a lot of ifs here. You know why there's a lot of ifs? Because we're not on the ball and we're not there. And we're not on top of it. And I mean, I know you're saying that it's hard to be patient and wait and pray, but you know what? I'm sitting in a box for three weeks. Well, he's your witness that you were with him and Amy in Arkansas. Remember that? Right. But you know what? You can be called as a witness. You can say yes. That's great. You know what? I, I, I use witnesses when I go to court a year from now. Okay, Ivan, we need to calm down with, with this whole conversation, okay? Because you're still not getting the point of what I'm trying to say. The point you're trying to tell me is wait and be patient, and they instantly just drop this and drop that. You know what? Yeah, when I go to... Uh, what I'm trying to say is if, if you only have one shot to open your mouth in front of a judge, I'm telling you that you need to take advantage of that. I could have had a shot last week to walk out these doors last weekend is what I'm pissed off about because... Whoever was in my apartment, if they took those tickets or at that game or whoever was at that game, we can blast their picture all over the town saying, ooh, these people. Yeah, all but you wouldn't. People, and then say, where'd you get the tickets? Oh, you got them from Carlos? Great. Then we go talk to Detective Wynn and say, throw this in their face and say, here you go. It's on a silver platter. We're going to see what we can do about that, but don't focus too much on the tickets because... That little... Fucking is the major piece here. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what the major piece is. That's who was there that night. Later, Ivan ran back into Mark or Marty in jail, the kid that Carlos had taken under his wing. 
N. Okay. Um, it's either Mark or Marty. Mark or Marty Bond, right. B-O-H-N. Right. I didn't have a lot of time to talk to him today. Okay. Me out. He, he's just now getting put into the shoe. What's he look like? Uh, he's penny can I mean, he's about uh, probably about six foot, you know, heavy, a little, little heavy. Kind of looks like Carlos, but a white guy. Okay. He told me, mm -hmm. when I went by there, mm -hmm. I said, what are you doing here? He goes, you need to call Carlos. Carlos wants to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, that's not. Yeah, I'm not calling Carlos. Carlos is doing everything to, but he, he told to me, point everything he told, to you. He told me that he, he got invited to come to the shoe to tell me to call Carlos. Mm -hmm. But Carlos told him that since I'm not out of the shoe, that's his way to get in the shoe. Well, he sure has a way of controlling people, doesn't he? Oh, Carlos? Mm-hmm. Did Penny tell you that Anthony's out? He got out on the 6th? Yeah. Okay. The only way he would have got out is... Bond. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody's got money but Carlos. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Anthony doesn't have any money. They confiscate all his money. Mm -hmm. Their mom, I mean, nobody has money but Carlos. I see. Well, Carlos sure controls a lot of people, Ivan. Well, yeah. And, uh... He's all behind us. I just know it in my heart. Sylvia tracked down Ashley, Smiley's girlfriend, about the tickets. She says, oh, well, come on up. She says, I got time to talk to you. I'm getting ready to go to a party, but I can talk to you. She called while Sylvia was there. She called her brother and got the tickets, you know, the seat numbers and everything. Great. So she's, your mom's going to move on that this morning. Good. So whoever was, whoever was sitting in those seats, mm -hmm. they took those tickets. Whoever's, because see, just, just as well as they post my, t my face on TV. Uh-huh. We can post theirs on TV. You know these fools? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right, Ivan. That was a, kind of a long shot, but you might be right on that. Watch it be Carlos just sitting there pigging out on popcorn and beer. Boy. Here's another thing I want to tell you. They're holding me for capital murder, right? Mm -hmm. Capital murder means that there are two crimes that could be committed at one time. A murder okay. and, and something else. Uh, okay. Robbery. Right. Well, the police automatically assumed that it was robbed. Right? Just because the car was missing. What made this crime a capital murder were the murders of James and Amy and the robbery of the Corvette, Amy Kitchen's engagement ring, and James's Rolex. Ivan makes no mention on these tapes about the ring or Rolex. And you'll remember Ivan said he returned the Corvette at 6.30 a.m. and had no idea how it ended up parked in front of his apartment. Okay. So, you know what? I'm being charged for capital murder when it ain't even capital murder. Well, all of us are going to know where we all stand when, when that court-appointed attorney tells you where we stand. They're going to tell you what we have to do, where you stand, where we stand, and how we're going to... And how we're going to get you out. And that's the, nobody can tell us that until that happens. This, this guy gets paid by the state. Which the state gets paid by inmates being here. Yes. Why in the world would he was going to fight for me to get out and, 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 and lower the state's money coming into the prison? This is a business. Although Ivan was apprehensive about the court-appointed attorneys, the family had no other options. And this conversation was after he was assigned his attorneys, Matt Geller and Don High. When uh, the last time I met with him, you know, he was, you know, kind of telling me what was going on and and what we should do. Okay. And you know, of course, you know the the angles and the ideas I had and they threw at him are based off the law. Okay. And they have to judge this thing based off the law. Okay. Not based off of opinion. 
there's there's three ways that we can go. Uh-huh. And the way I look at it, based off the law, mm-hmm. we win all three ways. I see. I think we need to talk to Matt and get him uh, in there to talk to you. Yeah, with okay. Mr. High, so that when I tell him something, he doesn't say, well, let me room Mr. High here, because we've known that since the first meeting, and I've never, never met either one, but I haven't met the other guy. Yeah, and he needs to bring High in there to introduce him yeah, to and you. Yeah, if Mr. High is going to be a big part of this deal, why has Matt come three times about it? Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting impatient, or I'm not getting antsy. I'm just... I would feel more comfortable if I had my attorney team more motivated. Mm-hmm. And open it and say, wow, you know, that, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you thought of this and not us. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't have to, you know, yes. coach my attorneys on, on how to do this thing. Okay. That's what scares me. Ivan's Aunt Penny actually had a background in law. My degree was in government politics, and I studied criminal law. And this is what she thought about Ivan's court-appointed attorneys. I don't think they represented him at all. I think they took the money and didn't care. They didn't represent him. If they were representing him, they wouldn't be joking in his face about a, a murder trial. Penny remembers one conversation Ivan's lead attorney, Matt Geller, had with the prosecution. We were there at the courthouse. And he said, oh, he's harmless. He wouldn't hurt anybody. Come over here, Ivan, sit on my lap. That was his attorney that did that. And who was he telling that to? The prosecutor? I don't know, whoever was in the room. In an interview Penny gave years prior, she remembered it as the lead prosecutor in the case, Bill Schultz. And was it as if he was joking? Oh, he was joking. He was laughing. And I thought, you know, this is a serious matter. I don't think this is, uh, that was appropriate. And so Ivan's you know, lawyer was telling that to the prosecutor with Ivan in front of him? Yeah, Ivan was sitting there. He, I mean, you know, he had a shocked look on his face and humiliating him in front of us. Uh, his partner or whoever he was uh, that was helping him said he didn't have the time because he was too busy. He had to go and uh, practice his little lines for his uh, his Christmas play at church. And, you know, to me, if you're a Christian and that's your job to save somebody's life, you're not going to act like you have better things to do. But I don't think they put any time in the case because his lawyer, Matt, said that he was going to get to know the family. We're going to spend so much time together, we're going to feel like family, that he's going to talk to us and, and get to know us. And, and he didn't didn't do any of that. And Penny remembers this comment after a meeting at one of the law offices. And uh, we were leaving, and we were in the parking lot. And then he sent some, uh, I don't know, a mediator who is just absolutely disgusting when he said to Sylvia, why don't you go home and kick back and watch a porno flick? And we all stood there with our mouth open. We could not believe he said those words to Sylvia. And I wish I could remember that man's name. Sylvia remembered his name. It was Vince Gonzalez. He was brought on as a mitigation specialist by the defense. And she remembered that comment as well. Vince says, you guys need to lighten up. Why don't you check out a porn flick or something and sit back and kick your feet up and relax? And we both turned around and looked at him like, what? He thought it was going to be funny and make us laugh. Well, it didn't make us laugh. We were appalled. 
I, I felt real bad for Ivan. Here he was in trial, and he had these jokers taking care of him or not taking care of him. And this is what Sylvia remembers about Ivan's lead attorney, Matt Geller. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I never heard zip from him. Don High said that uh, at one point, the co-chair for Goeller said, um, we would be spending a lot of late hours at night talking about the case and for me to prepare myself for that. And I never got one phone call back. I I heard nothing. I never heard from Squat from the time he was arrested, other than it was for capital murder, what convicted him, what evidence they had, who was the damaging witnesses. I didn't even know that uh, Amy was talking against him until I found out that she was the prime uh, star witness for the prosecution. So they never told you hey, Ivan's girlfriend, Amy, this is what she's saying? No. Matt, that's what's so hard for people to understand because when I told them, or I would say, they never got with us on anything. We knew absolutely nothing. We had no direction. We had no information. They can't fathom that. They just figure it's just a passe comment that I'm making. It is absolute 5,000% true. Well, but so in the time, in the uh, almost a year leading up to trial, so Ivan never knew before trial what Amy was saying. Exactly. How did they not tell Ivan what they had against him? I asked Ivan on visitation, Matt, have you heard anything from your attorneys? He says, and this was several times during the visitation. And he said, I haven't talked to them since their first meeting. He says, I don't know when they're going to be coming back. They didn't even tell him when they would be coming back. Uh, I just don't understand that. And that's why Ivan was telling us, me and Penny, you know, how we could help him. He was he was working on his own strategy because they weren't working for him. And we were totally in the dark. Nobody was helping us. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like had the lawyers told Ivan, look, here's what we're dealing with. We got Amy, your girlfriend, saying you basically held her hostage and for three or four days and, you know, she was scared to death and all this stuff. Well, that would have been pretty easy for 
for him to refute and then put you guys on it. You guys got to, you know, tell you guys, you got to get with Amy or you got to talk some sense into Mr. Kramer or something. But there was never that conversation. No, no. You know, Matt, the whole time he was in there and we were talking to him, I felt that uh, I assumed that his attorneys were keeping him in the loop. I assumed that he would know, you know, what's happening, that they would keep him informed. I never thought 20 years later that he didn't know anything, we didn't know anything, and here he is being convicted, and I have no idea what kind of testimony was given and who gave it and what was it all about. I just knew they gave him the death penalty. We knew that in Texas, uh, that when something is stolen in a murder, that it automatically makes it uh, a death penalty crime. Corvette was missing, the ring was missing, the watch was missing. There was automatically going to be a capital murder case, and that's what made it a capital murder case. While Ivan was arrested and in jail, did you know that the ring was missing and the Rolex was missing also? Never. Never. I would have asked Abner about the watch. I would have asked Gladys about the watch. The watch was a Rolex and a family heirloom. You'll remember Abner was Sylvia's ex-husband and the brother of James' mom, Gladys. And the Rolex will become a major plot point in an upcoming episode but we'll get back to that. Also at this time, yeah, there was the ring that Amy was wearing. I thought that was strange because Ivan would never have killed anybody and taken off some an item off of a dead person. Uh, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and Ivan never said anything about... About a ring. Nothing. No watch, no ring. He would have mentioned all that. He, would, he had you making phone calls and trying to track down these mysterious uh, cowboy football tickets, had he known yeah. about any of this other stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, he would have had you all over it. Yes. You've met him. Look into this, look into this, look into this. And he never asked us to look into that. So the cowboy tickets were later found in Ivan's briefcase. Ivan must have taken them off the fridge and put them in the briefcase at some point before they went to Arkansas. But it was important to hear how Ivan was so determined to track down these tickets. If Ivan did commit the murders, would he have been so focused on these tickets and who was sitting in those seats during the game? Could that have been a big ruse to send his mom on a wild goose chase? Or did Ivan really believe someone was in his apartment and took those tickets? You have to decide for yourself. Either way, you'd have to assume if Ivan's lawyers had told him about the evidence they had against him, he would have had his mom and Aunt Penny running around town, chasing down real information, and at least bringing his 30-30 sized jeans to his lawyer's office. But these were the lawyers Ivan was stuck with. And how much would it have cost to hire a lawyer? The retainer was 150000 at that time. That's to start. So that wasn't a possibility. That wasn't an option. <laughs> no. So, yeah, basically, unless you have a couple hundred thousand dollars, this is what you get for lawyers. Yes, yes. I mean, look at what O.J. spent. But Ivan didn't even do it, so why pay for... I mean, even if I'd had the money, I don't know if I would have spent that. I just thought he was coming home. That's how naive we were. 
During the trial, Sylvia got a mysterious request from Matt Geller. And he asked me if I could show up over there and meet them, him and Don High, and to dress up like I did for real estate and to bring me bring a briefcase. I said, okay. I kind of put two and two together. I knew that they were going to be doing something. He says, we're going to, there's someone going to be in the courthouse that day. We're going to take you back in the, in the, and meet with Ivan. So I show up over there and we walk back and it's positioned, the conference room was positioned right behind the judges' chambers where Ivan's trial was going on. Well, and did they tell the court or the bailiff that you were his mom? No, they told, they, he asked the attorneys who I was, and they told him that I was their assistant, that I'd be taking notes for them. And that's why they asked Sylvia to bring her briefcase. So I sat down next to Ivan, and nothing could come to my mind. I didn't know where to start. I was just, I, I, was, I lost my tongue. I had no idea. I thought they were. I thought the attorneys were going to start the conversation and talk to both of us and pull things out, and nothing. They didn't say anything. Ivan didn't say anything, and I held his hand. This would be the last time Sylvia was able to touch her son. And for fifteen minutes, Matt, ten to fifteen minutes, we sat there, and then Goella said. Okay, that's enough. Um, we're going to have to to end this. And a few days later, we were back into the trial, and all of a sudden, um, one evening, I get a call from Vince Gonzalez, and he says, "Sylvia, what is Ivan doing?" And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about, Vince." And he says, well, he just fired his attorneys. And I said, well, uh, if they're not fighting for him, that's probably what I would do too. And he said, well, the judge is not going to give him. If he thinks the judge is going to give him another attorney, it just doesn't happen. It's it's not going to happen. You need to talk to him. And I said, I think Goblin's doing what he needs to do. And that's his choice and that's his decision. He says, well, he's not, they're not going to allow him to hold it up much longer. It's going to keep going. And so that was the end of the conversation. What I didn't know is that Ivan had, he had the good sense to know that his attorneys weren't fighting for him. I didn't know what to expect out of a, uh, an attorney that, that fights a capital murder case. I, I couldn't grade him if he was doing a good job or, or what, because I was kept in the dark. And that alone wasn't even a red flag for me because I thought attorneys did the right thing, that they fought for their clients. So I meet with Ivan one evening at a, a visitation at the Collin County Jail. And I said, "Your uh Vince Gonzalez called me and said that you had fired your attorneys. He said, yeah, they're not fighting for me. And I said, I don't know what to, what to say. Vince tells me that the judge is not going to give you another attorney. 
and that this is going to go forward whether you want to or not. So if, if they're your last chance to fight for you, and, and I don't know what to tell you. If they're the only game in town that's going to help you, uh, I'm going to suggest that you go forward. Tell them that you'll move on. I just said go by your own instincts, but I don't think you're going to get another attorney from what they're saying. And so that's what I left him to think about that night. And I'll never forgive myself for that, Matt. Because they were lying to me. They were lying to me. They knew when we were behind uh, the judges' chambers and that they had me meet Ivan, that they were throwing in the towel. They weren't going to fight for him. They never were. He knew that they weren't fighting for him. I didn't because I just figured that's the way it works on a capital murder case. They don't tell the family anything. I had no idea how diabolical that was to have me go back there and see my son knowing that I would never see him again and they're gonna lock him up and they've already they've already decided they're just gonna lay down. They're just gonna let it play out. I think Vince called because they were afraid of losing the paycheck and that Ivan could fire his attorneys and they didn't tell us that. They worked on me to get to Ivan. So you think that they had you kind of play against Ivan to convince him to stick with them. Yes, they worked on me. You're the only one that, that can turn this thing around. You've got to talk to him. So you don't think but, it was the right decision to... Uh, no, no, definitely not. He should have He just, He just. should have proceeded with what his instincts were. He should have protected himself, and I should have protected him as well. And just a few days later into the trial, Ivan's lawyers took Sylvia and Penny out to lunch, and this conversation happened. What did Geller tell you that one day at lunch? That was the worst day of my life, or the second worst. I don't know what to ask him because I'm not allowed to go in there and hear testimony, so I didn't think he was going to share anything with me. Sylvia and Penny weren't allowed in the courtroom in case they were called to the stand to testify. I didn't know to ask him anything. and I thought he was going to talk to me and let me in on what was going on and how things were going to go. And about uh, a few minutes later, after I started eating my meal, he leans over to me and he goes, I then did it, you know. You know I then did it. And, uh, I remember just being numb. And he goes on and he says, James had him go over to his rental properties and get drugs out of the storeroom and to bring them to him. But he was going to pay Ivan to do that for him. And he says, he killed him because Amy Kitchens called him a pussy. And it angered him that James didn't pay him the money and 
when he wanted it and it wasn't available to him and he got upset and he goes over there and and kills him because he didn't get the money. And Kitchens called him a pussy. I lost my time. I didn't eat the rest of my meal. Whatever stage of depression I was in, I was even further. And I can still go through that same feeling right now. His own lawyer was tossing in the the towel and wasn't going to fight for him. And just when you thought this case couldn't get more confusing? Where did he get that information from? He told me that Ivan told him. Do you think Ivan told him that? No. No. I think they were covering their bases. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know how they were going to help him. And so that I wouldn't think ill of them not working for him. I think they were just snowing me, giving me a snow job. What a good boy am I. Look how hard I worked for your son. Was was Don High there at that lunch? Yes, he was talking to Penny. And he was, uh, I asked Penny on the way home what he was talking to her about. And I shared what Goeller told me. And she said that he was talking about being in a play in December. It's a wonderful life at the downtown Majestic Theater. And that when he left trial, that he would go home and study his lines. He wasn't studying to help Ivan looking into the case, what people were saying, how to discredit them. He was studying his lines for It's a Wonderful Life, for a play he was going to be in. Now, doesn't that beat all? I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that day. I mean, it's just bizarre. On one side, you have Geller talking that, and then Uh on the other side, you have Don. And... So I talked to Don. Don had no idea that Ivan had confessed. He had never heard that from Geller, and he had never heard that from Ivan. So why is Geller telling you and not his own partner? This is a major baffler. It's hard to imagine Matt Geller, a lawyer, making that up. But Ivan says he did not commit the murders and therefore never confessed. So if Geller was telling the truth, the only person that Ivan ever confessed to was a state-appointed lawyer who Ivan said this about before he had ever even met him. This guy gets paid by the state. The state gets paid by inmates being here. Yeah. Why in the world would he was going to fight for me to get out and, 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 and lower the state's money coming into the prison? This is a business. So this lawyer, Ivan did not trust, was also overheard saying. And he said, oh, he's harmless. He wouldn't hurt anybody. Come over here, Ivan, sit on my lap. This lawyer that humiliated Ivan and Ivan wanted to fire because he didn't think was working hard for him. This was the only person that Ivan ever confessed to? That's hard to imagine as well. And what's even harder to fathom if that was true, and Ivan confessed to Matt Geller, is that Matt Geller never told his co-counsel Don High. Don High told me that Ivan always told him that he was innocent and he was framed. So why tell Ivan's mom and not his partner on the case? And this James not paying Ivan for a drug run angle 
was never brought up at trial or by Amy Betcher, so Geller would have had different information than the state's star witness. So it's hard to make sense of this supposed confession, but it's another layer to this ever-evolving story. Ivan didn't confess to anything. Goeller is just, I I don't understand even what to call him. Uh, I can't believe that somebody would get uh, an attorney's license and uh, use it to make money on somebody else's blood. And I don't know why they let the prosecution bar us from hearing testimony if they weren't going to use us as witnesses in the first place. I never got to hear what happened to my son from the time he was incarcerated till the time he was sentenced. Why or how? Why him? What did you have? Why didn't you tell me I'm his mother? Why didn't you tell my son he was your client? Ivan basically was blindfolded, tape put on his mouth, told to sit down at the the table, at the defense table, and we'll tell you when it's over with. And mom, you sit out here and we'll call you when it's your turn. I did not get my turn and my son did not get a fair trial. I haven't heard them after he was incarcerated and the trial was over. He heard both of them outside of his door waiting to be taken back to his cell at at the Collin County Jail. And Goeller says, well, we got him. Let's go to Cancun. Now, who who was Geller telling that to? Don High. After Ivan was convicted, he said, we got him? We got him. Ivan overheard them talking. Yes. They never knew that he could hear them. There's no way Ivan would have made that up. We got him. Let's go to Cancun. That was Sylvia's account from outside the courtroom. Now let's find out what happened inside. Next time on Cousins by Blood. Episode 10 will be coming in a few weeks, which will be the Season 1 finale. As Season 1 is simply the case setup, Season 2 will be more of the actual investigation. And we're going to keep going with this podcast and investigation until we have a resolution. For updates on new episodes, follow us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cousins by Blood Podcast. And we want to hear from you. 
What do you think of Ivan's supposed confession? And if you have information about this case, please email us at cousinsbybloodpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 469-382-2004. Mixing and Mastering by Jody Abbott. Thank you for listening and stay tuned. <laughs>